0: fast forwarding grace there is nothing you can receive except through God's grace and mercy therefore pastor explains the importance of giving
1: all glory to God
0: the book of Exodus the 14th chapter 15th verse. And the Lord said unto Moses Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. One more scripture. 2 John chapter. There's only one letter. So 2 John verse 3.
1: Grace, mercy and peace which come from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Son of the Father will continue to be with us who live
0: in truth and love. Amen. Second John and verse 3, one more time. And I'll read it. Grace be with you, mercy and peace, from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. Did you read the NLT version? Amen. Grace and mercy and peace be with you, from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, 1-2. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2. This is what it says there. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Grace and mercy are the two legs by which a believer should stand. Your two legs should be Grace and mercy. You are qualified to receive everything from God only through His grace and mercy. You cannot receive anything from God by your pedigree, by your educational qualifications, by your family name, by the riches that you have, by the wealth that you have accumulated. There is nothing and nothing that you can receive from God the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord, except through God's grace and mercy. Amen. Glory to God. There is nothing, whether it be healing, whether it be deliverance, whether it be a blessing, whether it be a breakthrough, whether it be heaven, whether it be all the riches that God has promised in his word, spiritual and material, whatever God has promised in his word cannot be yours. By your ability, by your capability, by your strength, by your righteousness, by all that you have, you cannot receive anything from God. But we can receive everything from God by His grace and mercy. In the Ratrim, that is why the Bible says in Hebrews 4, do not be afraid to come with boldness before the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy. Amen. Never ever come to a point where you choose to depend on something else other than God's grace and mercy. Proud people cannot receive what God has got for them. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. I wanted to title the message Fast Forwarding Grace. The two legs that take you forward amidst your uncertainties, amidst the challenges, amidst all that is happening around you. The children of Israel by the Red Sea, they began to doubt their leader. Did he call us out and bring us here to die? Did we make a mistake by stepping out of Egypt? Because Red Sea in front of them, Pharaoh's army coming from the side, I mean from the back. Mountains on both the sides, you feel as if you're trapped. Where do we go from here? Give it, take it, did we make a false move? But amidst that, when Moses cried unto God, God said unto him, Tell the children of Israel only one thing no turning back. Go forward, go forward. You gotta go forward. You got to go forward. No matter what the challenges are inside of you, behind you, around you, in front of you. There is only one thing that God has told His people. Go forward. For a believer, for a child of God, there is no turning back. There is absolutely no turning back. There is nowhere else to go but to go forward. The grace and mercy of God in the new covenant is given to us to take us forward. Deva no way Praise the Lord Because I am trusting Not in my ability I am trusting in God's grace To fast forward me I am trusting in God's mercy To be my legs To take me forward Look at somebody sitting next to you And say I won't abandon God's grace and God's mercy God's Amen. See, when you look into the old, I mean in the in the in the old testament, in the, in the book of Daniel, the fourth chapter, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, he came to a point where he looked to his strength and might. And the fourth chapter and verse 30, I think. When he looked to his strength and might and to his capability, this is what he said. The king spoke and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built? For the house of the kingdom, by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. The moment Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, began to say, Is it not my power, my might that has gotten me all this? God, He he took God out of the testimony. Are you with me? many a time we depend on God before the exam but after the results come we say wow I studied hard we depend on God before that interview once you get the job you say wow pretty good huh not bad see the moment God blessed he could he took God out of his testimony he didn't give God the glory and the bible says in the book of daniel the watchers were watching see there are watchers the angels that's what the watchers are the angels are watching what you will say with your mouth where in your life whatever you're going through whether you will give all the glory to jesus christ where you will say lord it is your grace your mercy your help Thus far you have helped me. It is your mercy, your grace alone. It is not me Lord, it is you. It is you, it is you. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Jesus to you. And when that comes from here, God begins to release more of his grace and mercy to you. Makes you go forward. It's God who brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. God delivered them. And God knows, if God delivered them, God knows how to take them into the Promised Land. If God delivered you and brought you thus far, God knows how to fill your cups to overflow. The moment Nebuchadnezzar said that, the days of him eating McDonald's and Kentucky Fried Chicken was over, he began to eat grass. When you read that scripture, the 32nd verse.
1: And they shall drive thee from men and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. Ah. They shall make thee... He
0: began to live with the cattle, with the donkeys and with the crocodiles and with the chimpanzees. Some of your company, you you look at the company that you keep, you'll know how far you have fallen. There's a chimpanzee sitting right next to you. (laughs) Before it was children of God and worship and all that. Now it is just people who are clowning around. Jumping from place to place. Party party hopping and club hopping and whatever. You've lost the grace to walk with sheep. To follow after the shepherd. A man is known by the company that he keeps. You shall eat grass, no longer Kentucky Fried Chicken. You shall eat like an oxen. And for seven years, the kingdom of is taken from you and is given to whoever He wills. See, I know people who have died in gym, in the gym, It's not your workout that keeps you healthy. It's not the number of vitamins you take and the healthy diet that you follow. Please do all that. But deep within, if you think it is that that is keeping you, you're making a mistake. It is the grace and the mercy of God. There are people who have died in shower. is telling me there are some of you who will not see the end of 2023 without the grace and mercy of God. It is not your ability. If you believe that it is the grace and mercy that is sustaining your business that is sustaining your life not the connections you have, please, all that is good and nice, but deep within, if you don't acknowledge that Jesus, it is your grace, it is your mercy that is provided for me. When you have your meals, if you think it is because you were smart and because mm, you worked hard that it, you got it? All right, thank you for this. When you get up in the morning and say, thank you, Jesus. You gave me another day to live. I give you glory. That kind of gratefulness, if it is there, it will never stop you from coming to church. Because you want to come in there and give Him the glory. You want to come into the house of God. Personally, giving glory to God is good, nice. But there is a public testimony with other believers where you're saying, Lord, corporately. we just want to give you glory and honor for all that you've done for me. And at least once a week to come before his presence together with other believers, other saints of God and to give him glory. It's a sign that it is God who is your source. You know, there is a business group up in... uh, you know, US, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Most of you might know Chick-fil-A. You know, that business was started by a believer, I mean, a Baptist believer, believed in Jesus. And he knew it was the grace of God that enabled him to start that business. He was very 100% sure. So he made a decision that this business It is there for the glory of God. And on Sundays, this business will be closed. Because that is the day, we as a family are going to go into the house of God to give God all the glory. Sunday for God. It is said that by not opening on Sundays, the Chick-fil-A would have lost hundred over 100 over million dollars. By not opening on Sunday. Over 100 million dollars, you can read about it on Google. But he was conscious there was a grace that enabled them to start and they need to continuously give God the glory. So Sundays, no matter what. And after worship on Sundays, they would go home as a family and sing psalms and hymns unto God and thank the Lord at home. After worshiping in church, And their generations have followed. After years, people said, see, there's going to be a terrible loss. Sunday is the day that you get the maximum business. After many years, they're billionaires. Because God made it big for them. When you honor God, Deep within when you honor God, you think God is going to let you down? His grace and mercy will take you still forward. He realized the secret of his success was the God factor. Many people deep within, they know that, but they will never publicly acknowledge When McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Waffles and all that is still open on Sundays, his people around him said, you can't, you can't afford to keep it close, they're competing with you. Same market, same share. Yet he's become bigger and richer than all of them. Next time you go abroad, eat something from chick-fil-a they tithe the food is good they use fresh things they don't use antibiotic chicken antibiotics injected chicken they have integrity they're very careful about whom they employ it is said that you know uh, it is said that if you apply for a franchise from them the waiting period is five years to even look at your file Many people think they're doing pastor a favor or the church a favor by coming to church. (laughs) No. It is your heart relationship with Jesus. There are people who will go to, say, Sunday is only my rest day, pastor. You're working six days. Sundays we need to sleep long, have a good breakfast, spend time with family, play some cricket or football in the evening, wash the car, go swimming, whatever, you know, all those kind of excuses. It's a sign that you're depending on yourself and not really acknowledging the Lord. Some people say church is boring pastor, three hours, three hours, of too much time. What do you mean too much time? He's given you all your life. Once a week you can't spend three hours in his presence. You better get saved. (laughs) You better get saved. I think Jesus is not there in your life. Luke 12 and verse 15. When you know When you read the gospel, Luke chapter 12 and verses 14 onwards, uh, the 15th verse says, there was a man, uh, um, 16th verse onwards, it says that there was a, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully, overflowing. It's overflowing. He thought within himself saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. That's overflow. And see, that's the promise that God has given us this year. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater and there I will bestow all my fruits and all my goods. See, he's got faith. He's a man of faith. He said, I will build a bigger barns. I'll, you know, brand it bigger, do bigger things. And I will say to my soul, the 19th verse, Luke 12. Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Go play golf on Sundays. Relax. Get up in the morning, have a nice breakfast in bed late. Mm. Take your, take thine ease. Eat, drink and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. See all his plans, there was no God. You see that? Take thine ease, drink, eat. Be merry. When grace abounds upon you and God gives you goods and God gives you plentiful and God makes you overflow and you go on into further abundance, don't put God out of your plan because that is danger. It is at those moments that you say within yourself, I have to be rich towards God. God doesn't have a problem me being rich here, but I need to be richer towards God. Whether it be in my personal prayer, whether it be in my Bible study, whether it be in my walking in holiness, whether it be in my going to church, whether it be in my tithing, my first fruits or whatever, let me be rich towards God. And that is the thing that lengthen your life. There are people, you know, when God blesses them, they forget God. Now, if we were the ones who were doing I was looking at that You know, I was looking at my, my that, that man challenged me that guy Chick, Chick-fil-A guy he challenged me if I was the one I would have said on Sundays I'll keep the church worship on the TV there and the business be open <laughs> or I can catch up on it on Monday morning like all smart people do no time to worship God corporately in the house of God this man wanted to keep his integrity before God there are people who if they prosper you won't see them in church I've seen that some people when they get married you don't see them in church anymore some people when they get a good job you don't see them in church anymore there are people who will be paid double if they work on Sundays If they say oh yeah Is God opening the door it's not God one man of God said give a man power and money give a man power and money and you will know what is in his heart give a man power and money and you will know what is in his heart give a man a beautiful room and some lovely ladies and the fornicator inside of him will come out Just because they don't have the room or the people, they don't. But give them that. What is in their heart comes out. Give a man or a woman something that they're longing for and then you will see what is in their heart. Do they really worship God? Will they really follow after Jesus? You know, I was listening to a man speaking and this shocked me. A man came to a lady and said, you know, I want you to marry me. And this man was very honest. He said, you know, I have three wives, you will be my fourth. But I'll buy you a car, I'll build you a house, I'll give you whatever you want. And this girl is also a believer. Her parents are believers went and spoke to the parents, and the parents allowed this girl to marry that man who belongs to another religion as his fourth wife just because they gave him money gave her or that family money the The father was given a Range Rover, the wife was, the mother was given a ben stop glass and the girl was given something else and then a house and, and they were willing to give their child over to somebody from another religion because they got the money. We are living in times like that. That's why Jesus said what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world yet should lose his soul. There are people when they value the material world more than their own soul. They don't depend on grace and mercy anymore. They live anyhow and use the term God, Jesus, grace, all that at their convenience. But no real commitment deep within. Lift your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, this year I won't joke about my faith. Help me to live a life true to you, to trust in you, your grace and mercy, to walk with you, Lord, to walk with you. I want my soul to be rich towards you. I want my life to be rich towards you. I want to show forth my commitment unto you. Deliver me from every evil. Deliver me from every snare. Lord, help me to go forward by your grace. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse, I mean, even in Luke, the same scripture, Jesus went on to say, you know, the 22nd verse, he said, Therefore I say, unto you take no thought for yourself, for your life, what you will eat, neither for your body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. See, don't worry about what you eat what you drink how your life is going to be in Matthew 6 33 Jesus went on to say seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and everything else will be added to you all that you need will be added to you those are additions those are not the things that you go behind you're following Jesus your shepherd and grace and mercy is following after you You you're dwelling in the house of god all the days of your life don't let the material control you name fame there are people who have the material I've, i've gone to houses and prayed were some of the most powerful people in certain places. And they say, Pastor, please pray for me. You wonder what to pray for them. And they say, please pray for me. I'm depressed. I'm suicidal. So all that the material world had to offer them the power, everything is not help them. Why? Because they were not rich in their soul towards God. But I pray this year, yes, you say, Lord, I'm concerned about my soul. You are concerned. You shed your blood for the redemption of my soul. Your blood purchased my conscience from dead works to serve you. Lord, eternity, I want to be with you. I want to acknowledge you as the Lord over every area of my life. Every blessing is from you. Every meal is from you. Every dress that I wear is from you. Every bit of health that I have is from you. Everything good in my life is from you. Jesus, you are my master. You are my Lord. When you're able to say that from your heart, the grace and mercy of God will come upon your life and push you to go forward. Amen. Open your mouth and say, 2023, grace and mercy will push me to go forward.
1: 2023, grace
0: and mercy will push me to go forward. Amen. Hallelujah. The children of Israel in the promise, on the journey to the promised land, they're surrounded by hills, Egyptians behind, the Red Sea in front, no way out. But this is one word God said to them go forward, there is no turning back. Maybe that marriage did not work out the way you wanted, no turning back. Maybe you went for that interview for the 14th time and still you didn't get the job, no turning back. Maybe in things in your life didn't go the way that you expected or wanted to, that is no excuse for you to turn back, keep going forward. Maybe there are a lot of prayers that you prayed and there were no answers that you received. That is not an excuse for you to turn back. Because there is no way to go. The Egyptians are not going to show you mercy, they're going to kill you. They're going to put bigger chains around your feet and make your a double hard, And keep your generations in slavery. They're not going to be kind to you. The devil is not going to be kind to you if you turn back and go. Oh, you had been disappointed. So what? Get over it. Who has not been? There are no excuses. Being preoccupied with your present circumstance will hinder you from going forward. If they kept looking around and say, what is happening? What is happening? Oh my God! Oh my God! What is happening? They cry. Tell them something simple. Keep going forward. Start ignition. On it. Keep your foot on the accelerator and say, I'm moving forward. Glory to God. Grace and mercy take me forward. Grace and mercy take me forward. You know, I was, the last week I was in Sri Lanka for a pastor's meeting and, and, there was an interesting story that happened when the tsunami hit Sri Lanka and then into India, years back. In Sri Lanka, in a particular place, The the huge waves people saw coming from afar and everybody started running, turned back and ran. But there was a priest who was in charge of an NGO and he had a lot of children with him. What he did was, he put the children onto the boat and he took the boat forward into the tsunami. And he went over it. Everyone who turned back and ran, they died. But the children in that boat and that priest survived that tsunami because they went forward, they faced it. When Goliath stood and challenged the children of Israel, the Bible says David ran forward. Face it. When Goliath threatened David, David ran forward. Open your mouth and say, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward with my family. I'm moving forward in my prayer life. I'm moving forward in my business.
1: business. I'm
0: moving forward by the grace of of God. By the mercy of God.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: There are Christian cowards who won't move forward. Christian cowards. They will quote a scripture and sit without moving forward. And glory to God. Amen. You know there is uh, Peter and you know his friends. They fished all night. They didn't catch anything. The next day Jesus came and. They gave Jesus the boat. They gave Jesus room in the boat. And Jesus stood on that boat and he began to preach. Have you you know when you come with a problem, you have caught nothing, your boats are empty, you're feeling miserable, you failed, you tried your best, and you're pretty dejected, and you come to the preacher, and the preacher doesn't care. He's still preaching. <laughs> Jesus it's preached. And then after preaching, Jesus said, let's go into the deep. Let's go. Let's go. Let's face this. But this time I am with you. Glory to God. Amen. There are people who say, I'm hurt pastor, I've got nothing, I feel, I prayed so much, I asked God if I can marry this boy, 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 but he wouldn't. <laughs> Go forward. There is no fast backward. Are you with me? Grace to fast forward. There is no rewind. Look at Nehemiah, and I close with this. Nehemiah, the sixth chapter, verse 15 and 16.
1: So the wall was finished in the twenty-and-fifth day of the month, Elul, in fifty-and-two days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, They were much cast down in their own own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God.
0: Amen. Nehemiah could have turned back. There were enemies around. Impossible situation of building a wall around Jerusalem. But he went forward. And in 52 days, we know the story, I've preached it so many times. That wall was finished. Amen. Amen. Some of you will do things in a very quick time. In 52 days, that wall was finished. Open your mouth and say, I will finish something this year. I will
1: finish something this year.
0: There are many people who took those resolutions in January and who have already broken those resolutions by the second week. But the grace and the mercy of God will help you to finish something this year look at what is impossible in front of you and say I will go forward and I will complete it in 52 days by the grace and the mercy of God I'm not gonna turn back glory to God come what may glory to God I'm gonna trust in His grace and mercy those are gonna be my legs to go forward I will be concerned about my soul being rich before God and I will glorify His name.